Hi everyone and welcome to the Fill Your Bowl podcast. Each week I'm going to bring you new episodes which will inspire you to jump out of your comfort zone and ditch society's expectations of what's normal. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to fill up their bowl in all areas of their life, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually or emotionally. If you're finally ready to jump on the self-love train and opt out of what society expects of you, then you're in the right place. I want to bring you raw and honest conversations on mental health, relationships, navigating life in your 20s, healing your relationship with food, exercise and your body and lots more. Grab a coffee, turn the volume up and let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and remember, what's the one thing you'll regret not doing when you're 80 years old? Now, go do it. Hi everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode and this will be my final podcast episode of 2022. I can't believe it, I actually can't believe I have been doing this podcast now for over a year. If you go back and scroll through how many podcasts I've done, this is number 51. So this is my 51st podcast episode and there is so, so much material. If you are new here, if you have only just found my podcast, there is so much material for you to go back and listen on and binge listen over the Christmas period. So many good conversations that I have had with amazing people, with therapists, with dietitians, health coaches, nutritionists, like you name it, we've had so many amazing conversations on everything in the health and wellness space from mental health, female and male mental health, from binge eating to over-exercising and exercise addiction to emotional eating to people's personal stories. I'm just doing some reflect, can you tell? I'm doing some reflection right now and I'm like, wow, I can't, I just can't believe it's been just over a year now that I've been doing this podcast and I love it I still love it to this day I love speaking with people I love I love it when I get messages from people letting me know that the podcast really helped them so please keep sending those messages in I really really do appreciate it I appreciate every single person that listens to the podcast episode I really do so thank you so much and as always send me a DM, please. I would love to hear from you. But today is a podcast episode for Christmas. I really wanted to do a podcast episode that focused on managing or getting through Christmas with an eating disorder because it is an incredibly difficult time of year for so many people with mental health issues like anxiety, depression, and eating disorders. A lot of the time Christmas is seen as a time where we focus on food for the entire day, the entire week, the entire Christmas period. It's just food, food, food and people eating foods that they wouldn't usually eat and feeling like they're going to lose control over certain foods on Christmas day and just fearing Christmas day because of their eating disorder and getting anxiety over the types of food that they're eating and fearing Christmas day because they don't know who is going to be there on Christmas day and who is going to be watching them eating and getting nervous over that. There are so many things that can make someone feel nervous and anxious around Christmas and in particularly 
around food around Christmas, around food around Christmas, around food at Christmas time. That is a better way of saying that. So what I'm going to do today, I'm just going to talk through some tips and tricks and talk through some reminders as well and things that might help you throughout the Christmas period. And I really hope it does help you. So let's dive right in. I did also do an Instagram post on this and I have many Instagram posts scheduled over the Christmas period to help people get through this difficult time. And I guess this podcast is just an expansion of all of my Instagram posts that I will be putting out this week and next week and elaborating on some of the points that I make. And sometimes people just like to hear the information instead of read the information. So I'm just putting the information out there in different ways as well for you all. So I guess number one, if you are getting incredibly anxious about Christmas Day or Boxing Day or whatever day it might be that you are getting anxious about over the next week or so, make a plan. It is okay to plan Christmas Day. It is okay to not be at the point of recovery where you can be fully spontaneous, okay? It is so okay to sit down with a family member, a friend, a loved one, someone that you are going to spend this day with and come up with a plan together. It is okay to still be working towards recovery and You need to stop putting so much pressure on yourself to be fully recovered in time for Christmas. You don't need to be fully recovered in time. So it's so important to adjust your expectations here of yourself because when you have these expectations set for yourself where you tell yourself, I really want to be recovered for Christmas Day, I'm going to really try hard and push myself to be recovered for Christmas Day, you might be forcing something that just isn't meant to happen. You might be forcing a part of the journey that isn't meant to be forced right now. And maybe fully recovered isn't the part of the journey you are supposed to be on right now. Maybe you still have so much to learn and that is okay. It is okay to still be a work in progress and still be working towards recovery and to not push yourself to be fully recovered in time for Christmas, okay? It is when we set unrealistic expectations of ourselves that we get disappointed in ourselves and we then start to tell ourselves that we are a failure, but we're not a failure. It is simply because we have set these unrealistic and unachievable goals that we were never going to hit anyway. We were never going to hit those goals, but we set them for ourselves anyway. And then we tell ourselves we're a failure when we don't meet those goals. So adjust your expectations of yourself. Stop expecting yourself to be fully recovered in time for Christmas. It's fully okay to still be working towards recovery. So sit down with your loved one and think about the three meals and the three snacks that you are going to have on Christmas day and have it planned out. It is okay to plan these things. If that is what you need right now, plan it out. If that is going to make you feel less anxious and feel better about yourself and feel a little bit more in control, then plan it out. It is okay to do that. One thing that I do want to challenge you on though is try and switch one of your normal snacks, a snack that you would have on an everyday basis to something a little bit more spontaneous that you would only really have at Christmas. And it just has to be one snack, just one snack. And you can do this. I know you can. You can 100% do this. So have your three meals, have your three snacks, but switch one of those snacks out for something else. And if on Christmas day, 
you are checking in with your body and you decide, I feel like eating X, Y, Z, then do it. Give yourself permission to do it because you, the more you restrict that food, whether physically or mentally, the more you are creating a scarcity mindset. And that scarcity mindset then creates an urgency to eat that food in large quantities and large amounts when you do finally allow yourself to eat that food. Your your scarcity mindset will want you to overeat on that food because it's making up for lost time. It is making up for lost time and it is preparing for the future. It is preparing for your next phase of restriction. So if you do have that voice in your head that is telling you, I kind of want to eat this piece of chocolate, but then your eating disorder comes right in, storms in and says, no, you're not eating that. Listen to that voice inside of you that is telling you it wants to eat the chocolate. Listen to that voice. And I promise you, I promise you, this is a step forward. This is a step forward in recovery. And if you are then scared that you are going to feel guilty after eating that food that the voice has told you that it wants, then have a distraction. Think of some things that will distract you from that guilty feeling after eating that food. And this can be anything. You could go and play some games. You could go and sit with a family member. You could do a puzzle. You could do some Sudoku or any sort of any sort of game or word puzzle or anything that is going to distract you from feeling guilty in that moment. And it's okay to distract yourself sometimes. I think we see online everywhere, feel your feelings, feel your feelings. And yes, there is 100 percent a place for feeling your feelings and you shouldn't be constantly distracting yourself but during a time like Christmas where there is already so much anxiety and so much fear and stress going on anyway then it is okay to have a distraction it is okay to use something that is going to distract you from that anxious and stressed feeling that you will have if you eat something that's a little bit different to what you would usually allow yourself to eat and please remember that Food doesn't have to be perfect. Christmas does not have to be perfect. There is no such thing as perfect eating either. So limit your time on social media because the more you are on social media, you are comparing what your Christmas looks like to someone else's and you really want to avoid that. You want to avoid comparing what you're eating, what you are doing on Christmas Day, who you are seeing to anyone else, what you are getting as well. Limit your time on social media and really be present with your family. Another tip that might really help is practicing before the day. Why don't you have a Christmas dinner before Christmas Day and practice eating it before the day? And then you won't feel as scared to eat it when you have it on Christmas Day because you know you can do it. You've done it before. You know you can do it. And you could even have a signal. So if when you are eating dinner on Christmas Day and you are starting to feel anxious and scared, you can create a signal with a family member, someone that you really trust and is supporting you. Create a signal and let them know that you are feeling anxious and you need some extra support in that moment and then have an action plan of what you can do in that moment, what they can do to support you. So when you are feeling anxious, you really need to tap into what do you need What do you need in that moment? And what do you need from someone else that is going to help you? Maybe they need to help distract you. Maybe they need to come sit with you as you eat and you just talk and have a conversation as you eat. And this will just distract you from the process of eating. You might also want to sit next to someone whose portion sizes you might want to copy as well, because maybe you don't know what a normal portion size 
even is anymore. I know I definitely, back in the day, I completely forgot what a normal portion size is and what a normal portion size was. And I would get so anxious over the fact that I was eating too much. I kept telling myself, you're eating too much. This is too much. This is way too much food. You can't eat this much. And when I actually started speaking with people and when I actually started to become more aware, I realized that I wasn't eating too much. I was just eating a normal amount of food, but my eating disorder had convinced me that it was too much. And I thought I was binge eating. I thought I was losing control and I thought I was just overeating and it was just all too much, but it wasn't. It was a normal portion of food. And the chances are your eating disorder is distorting your perception of what a normal amount of food is. So sit next to someone whose food portion size might be similar to yours and copy their portion size. And just because you have put X amount of food on your plate does not mean that you have to eat X amount of food, okay? Keep checking in with your body throughout the meal. Keep asking yourself, how am I feeling? Am I still feeling good? Do I want to eat this potato? Do I need another potato? Do I want more veg? Like, does my body want more cauliflower? Like, what does my body actually want? What is it telling me? Keep checking in with your body because your body talks. So listen to it. Listen to what your body is saying. And I imagine after you eat your Christmas dinner, You might feel uncomfortable. You might feel incredibly bloated. You might feel pain in your stomach. You might just feel a lot of discomfort and a lot of guilt after eating. You need distractions, okay? At this point, you really do need distractions because I imagine it could either go one or two ways for you. You might end up purging to get rid of the food or you might end up binge eating because you have allowed yourself to eat some food and you might be living in that scarcity mindset after years or months or days of restriction and you might feel that urgency to then start binge eating on all the food. So distraction, distraction, distraction. And let's talk through some good distractions that will really help you throughout the Christmas period. Okay, so have a plan of some games to play. These can be board games, they can be video games, they can be games on your phone, they can be absolutely anything, but have a plan of some games that you can play, either alone or with your family. And this is a great time to not only distract yourself, but also create memories because Christmas should be about creating memories. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that there is so much more to Christmas than just the food. Some other activities, maybe you were given a present, something that you can start focusing on uh, throughout the day. Maybe you were given some knitting equipment. Maybe you could do some coloring or play on an instrument, do some sewing. Maybe you want to just go for a nice walk with your family outside. Or maybe you want to do some reading, some journaling. Distractions can be anything. It can be anything that brings you joy. So make a list Right now, get a pen and paper, make a list of the things you enjoy doing. And on the day, have some of these things available to you. One thing that is really important as well is to practice mindfulness. So I imagine if you are listening to this podcast, you might often be living in the past or living in the future. Living in the past might mean that you are just constantly thinking about how much food you have eaten. Living in the future might mean that you are constantly thinking about how you are going to burn off the food you have eaten. We want to avoid living in the past or living in the future. And we want to start practicing living in the present moment. 
there are some ways you can do this. You can do some breathing exercises. You can do some meditating. You can do some journaling. You can literally sit and just pinch yourself, like just really lightly, just pinch yourself to bring you back to that present moment. Once you are brought back to that present moment, spark a conversation with a family member or suggest that you all play a game as a distraction and to start creating some memories. And when you are living in the past or the present, it means that you are putting a lot of focus on the food that you are eating or not eating. And that is something we really want to step away from. We want to stop giving food so much power to control our emotions. We want to detach any moral value to food. You are not a bad person for eating a Christmas dinner and having an extra potato. You are not a bad person for having dessert. Dessert is not bad. Dessert is not good. There is no moral value attached to food. So if you are someone that keeps labeling food as good versus bad, then I would highly suggest you go back and you listen to my podcast episode on how to stop labeling food as good versus bad, because this is something you're going to really need to step away from to stop giving food the power to control your emotions. I imagine you want to have a good Christmas day. I imagine you're not sat there thinking, oh, I really hope I have a terrible Christmas day. Like, no, you want to enjoy Christmas. So you really have to start taking the focus away from food. Don't, you don't even need to think about the food really. And I know, I know saying that I'm like, obviously you're going to think about the food because it's sitting at the dinner table and having Christmas dinner and then dessert and then baking and all of that stuff. But I really want you to try hard to focus on other things, focus on everything else that makes Christmas Christmas. And what is that? That is watching Christmas films. That is creating new Christmas traditions. One tradition I used to have was my mum used to always let us open a present on Christmas Eve. And we loved that. We loved that that tradition. We got to open a present under the tree and yeah, it made us all really happy. Christmas is also about spending time with family. It's about gift giving. It's about decorating the Christmas tree. It's about writing cards. It's about hand making Christmas decorations like there is so much more to Christmas it's about going to church or going carol singing or going to watch people carol singing it's going to see Christmas lights and being out in the snow and building a snowman if you live somewhere where there is snow at Christmas really start trying to take the focus away from food this Christmas and you can make a list again make a list of all of the things that you like about Christmas I really want you to connect with your inner child and your inner self maybe you could sit with your your mom or your dad or your brother or sister anyone and look through photo albums of when you were younger and if you have photos of when you were younger at Christmas even better and look at the smile on your face like look how happy you were you used to love Christmas so what happened what changed and think about what did you used to love about Christmas What was it that made it so magical? What was it that you loved about it so much? What traditions did you have? And how can you recreate this? How can you recreate Christmas traditions in your adult years? And I think as I started thinking about Christmas when I was younger and how excited I was and how much I loved it, it made me so sad to think about being an adult and going from loving Christmas to hating Christmas because it would make me so anxious and nervous because of the food. And when I started to become really aware of that, it gave me motivation to heal my relationship with food because I started thinking, okay, I could not do the work and I could have 
an unenjoyable Christmas for the rest of my life. And I could feel anxious and scared around Christmas for the rest of my life. Do I really want that? Or do I want a couple of years of some difficult times while doing the work to then get to a place where I can enjoy Christmas for the rest of my life? And I have full trust in myself and in my body, that my body knows what to do with the amount of food that I am feeding it and trusting that I no longer attach my self-worth to the food that I am eating anymore. And that's amazing. That is an amazing feeling. So I trust myself. I trust that if I allow myself to eat some dessert, eat the chocolate log, have two desserts. If I allow myself to have a taste test of three desserts, I now trust that I will not attach my self-worth to what I am eating. And that was my goal. I did not want the food that I was eating to control my emotions and to control how I felt about myself because I get to choose how I feel about myself. And so do you, you get to choose how you feel about yourself. Do not give food that power. That is giving food way too much power to decide how you get to feel about yourself. And this trust, it comes over time. It did not happen overnight. It really didn't. It took time. It took a long time. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I am also human and I do get negative body days as well. But I know how to pick myself back up now because I've done the work and I have the tools in my toolkit. And I know that I am not going to let a negative body image day convince me that I have a negative life and a bad life overall because I don't. And that is just not true. And negative body image days will come and go. They will come and go. And this feeling that you are feeling right now and the feeling that you might have on Christmas day after eating your Christmas dinner or dessert or eating to the point of uncomfortable fullness, this feeling will pass. So keep telling yourself that after you've eaten that Christmas dinner and you're feeling very full, you feel uncomfortable, you feel bloated, keep telling yourself that this feeling will pass. It is just one day out of 365 days in a year. It's just one week out of 52 weeks in a year. So whatever you are feeling right now, it will pass. Keep telling yourself that. You are not going to be feeling this way forever. And something that is really important is to be kind to yourself. It's okay to feel the way that you are feeling. You're not alone. There are many, many people, men and women across the world that feel the exact same way as you. And it's okay. It is okay to feel this way. Allow yourself to feel this way. Stop putting, like I said at the beginning, stop putting pressure on yourself to be 100% recovered. All you could do right now is your best. All you can do is your best with the knowledge that you currently have. And remember that the way you speak to yourself matters. Okay, so if you haven't already, start practicing more positive affirmations because the way you speak to yourself really does matter. And one affirmation that I absolutely love is I am exactly where I need to be on this journey. Okay, so it doesn't matter if you are not fully recovered in time for Christmas because you are exactly where you need to be right now. Accept the place that you are currently in on your journey. And just keep telling yourself, I am doing my best. I am doing my best with the knowledge that I currently have. And if you feel like challenging yourself on Christmas Day with a spontaneous snack, then do it. 
go for it. Give yourself that permission to do it. Listen to that healthy voice inside your head that is really, really trying to break through and come forward and break down your eating disorder voice. Again, I have a podcast episode on your eating disorder voice versus your healthy voice. So if you want to go back and listen to that, that is also a really great podcast episode to listen to, to really differentiate between that healthy voice inside your head and your eating disorder voice. And the goal is to listen to your healthy voice as much as you can, because this is challenging your eating disorder voice. Okay, something else I really wanted to touch upon is making sure that you communicate with people, communicate your feelings instead of using food, communicate with your loved ones, communicate with someone you trust that is going to be with you on Christmas day or boxing day or just throughout Christmas and communicate to them what your boundaries are. And maybe if you're not comfortable setting your own boundaries, maybe they need to set your boundaries for you. So maybe they can ask people not to comment on your food choices and not to comment on your body. And then if someone does cross that boundary, you can politely ask them again not to cross that boundary. And I know this can be really, really difficult to do, especially with family. It can be really hard to set boundaries in place, which is why it might be better for someone else in your family to do it for you. So you don't have that uncomfortable feeling. And sometimes it can feel like, oh, she's a bit precious or she's too sensitive, but you're not, you are absolutely not. So if you don't feel comfortable setting that boundary in place yourself, then ask someone else to do it for you that you completely trust. Comments are often inevitable around Christmas because there's always that one person who loves the diet talk. There's always that one person who wants to share how many pounds they lost throughout 2022 and how many they aim to lose in 2023 and what diet program they're now on. There is always that person. So if you are sitting at the table or you are sitting in a room with someone that is constantly bringing up their diet, body weight, size, and just things that you really don't want to be talking about or engaging in, either walk away or you can politely ask them if you can change the subject. And if the comments are directed at you, because I know a lot of people will have family members and those family members will direct comments towards them about the food that they are eating or their body size and shape as well. Here are some suggestions on how you can respond to these types of comments. So if someone said to you, are you really going to eat all that? You could say, yeah, I know what's best for my body. Thanks. Easy, simple. Yeah, I know what's best for my body and I'm going to eat all this. Yeah, (laughs) you don't need to let these comments affect you. And I know that's really easier said than done. And then if someone said something like, maybe you should watch how many potatoes you are eating, you could say, I'm happy with what's on my plate right now. If I don't feel like eating it all, then I don't have to, which is true. You can put food on your plate and it doesn't mean that you have to eat it. Okay, you just have to keep checking in with your body and see what your body wants. Another comment someone might say is you're eating again. Didn't you just eat a huge meal? And you could say, yeah, I checked in with my body and I'm still feeling hungry. So I'm going to honor what my body needs right now. And I love that. I love honoring what my body needs. And the more you start honoring what your body needs, the more you are building that body trust. Someone might say, how can you still be hungry? you can then respond, we all have different energy requirements and needs. Everyone eats differently, which is true. We're different people. We have different biology. We have different stress levels. We have different hormones. We were all brought up in a different environment. We're going to have different energy requirements and different calorie requirements. 
Someone might say, are you really going to eat two desserts? That's really unhealthy. And you could say, health looks different for everyone. For me, I know the healthiest thing that I can do for myself mentally and physically right now is to enjoy all food without restriction. I love that comeback mentally and physically. The healthiest thing I can do for myself mentally and physically, because food doesn't just fuel your body physically, it also fuels you mentally and emotionally. Food has many, many roles in someone's entire well-being. And then if someone tries commenting on your body and says, have you gained weight since I last saw you? You could say, I'm not sure, maybe. I don't weigh myself anymore as I no longer feel a need to. I'm really trying not to talk about my body in a negative way. Let's change the subject. I think let's change the subject is a great one. You could say that for anything. Like you could just say, yeah, okay, maybe. Let's change the subject and move on from there. You could have some conversation topics. Again, get a notepad and pen. Write down some conversation topics that you could use in order to distract people. If they make comments that you don't want to be engaging with, you can have these conversation topics planned out to divert the conversation to what you want to speak about. And I also really want to mention that it is okay to need alone time at Christmas. It is okay to need to just get away from it all and to spend an hour alone either in your room or in a spare room where no one is sitting. And you can even plan some downtime where you just watch a TV program, you watch a film or you play a video game, you go on a short walk or just anything, just spending some time to yourself or with someone else that will have downtime with you. Just chilling, just relaxing, just to get away from the craziness. Because I know some people have some crazy family setups. So it's okay to plan in some downtime to get away from all of that as well. Christmas can be exhausting, especially when you are adding stress, fear and anxiety around food on top of just socializing with many people. And usually it's many people that you don't see for a long period of time until it's a special occasion. So it's a lot of small talk and making up conversation and that can be exhausting in itself. So when you are adding anxiety and stress on top of that as well, it is no wonder you are probably feeling exhausted and probably feeling fatigued and incredibly tired. So it's okay to plan that downtime. Okay, so I hope this has been really helpful. I want to finish off with some Christmas reminders. And I love, love, love these reminders. I preach about all of these things on my Instagram account and on every single podcast episode I've done. It has been around these reminders, but just a few final Christmas reminders for you in case you have forgotten. I hope you haven't forgotten, but just in case you have, here are some final Christmas reminders. Food is not earned through exercise. You deserve to eat. I do not care if you haven't been for a run or you haven't been for a walk, if you haven't left the couch, if you haven't left your house, if you haven't done anything. I don't care. You still need to eat and you still deserve to eat. Okay. And there are no good or bad foods. Please remember that. Please remember that there are no good or bad foods. So it's a great time to start practicing detaching moral value to food. And you don't need to healthify everything you bake this holiday season. I used to be obsessed with coconut flour, uh, coconut sugar, flaxseed eggs, mashed banana, and only cooking with healthy, I'm like doing air quotes there, um, healthy products. And 
you don't have to healthify everything you bake just because you bake with coconut sugar, coconut flour and a banana that does not make something healthy. The healthiest thing that you might be doing for your body right now is choosing the option that isn't labeled low carb or keto or paleo or organic or whatever it is. The healthiest thing that you might be doing is just choosing a plain brownie that's made out of plain flour, plain sugar, butter, egg, just the usual food. That might be the healthiest thing for you right now. And the final reminder, restricting food can often lead to binge eating. So if you want to avoid binge eating this holiday season, give yourself permission to eat food. Give yourself permission to not only eat these foods on Christmas day, but to eat them throughout the entire Christmas period. Because if you are telling yourself right now that I am only allowed to eat these chocolates on Christmas day, when it gets to Christmas day, then yes, you are very, very likely going to binge eat because you've created that scarcity mindset and you've created the urgency to eat all of that food in one go because your body is thinking, shit, I need to make up for lost time. I need to make up for the time that I'm going to be restricting tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So you're very likely to overeat to binge eat if you are restricting your food right now. So I challenge you to go and eat something that your body has been telling you that it really, really wants. Go and eat it. Go and give yourself that full permission to eat that food. And I know it might create feelings of guilt, fear, anxiety. So have a support network of people and maybe work with a professional. Work with a professional that can really help you break down these feelings that you are having around food and heal your relationship with food once and for all. Okay, so I'm going to end this episode here. And before you go, take three deep breaths, okay? I think we don't breathe enough. We don't, or obviously we breathe enough. We're breathing every single day, but we're not aware of our breath enough. And it's amazing what our breath can do. And it's amazing how much it can really bring us back to that present moment and bring us into our body. So I want you to wherever you are right now, if you're sitting, if you're standing, if you're walking, if you're running, whatever it is you are doing, I want you to just stop and take three deep breaths. You can breathe in for four, hold for four and out for four. And I love doing this whenever I feel anxious, whenever I feel a panic attack coming on, I will just focus on my breath. I will put all of my focus into my breath and I'll breathe in for four, hold, out for four. It is a great, great tool. So use it. You can even sit at the dinner table and do it. You, no one has to know. No one has to know what you're doing. No, no one can see, no one can hear. So you can even sit at the dinner table and do it. You can do it anywhere. It's a great tool to really try to connect with your breath. Okay. Thank you so, so much for listening to today's podcast episode. I really hope you have a wonderful Christmas. If anyone listening to this is feeling incredibly anxious during this time, my DMs are always open. Sometimes it just really helps speaking to someone who has been through something similar in the past. So please know that you can always reach out and I am happy to talk. Have a wonderful Christmas and New Year, everyone. And I will be releasing my next episode on the first Monday of 2023. So I will see you then. Bye.